0: The British Automobile Racing Club recently announced the creation of a new post, Group CEO, with Ben Taylor taking up the role to lead the club's operations and business interests. The appointment follows a restructure of the BARC, the second biggest group of motorsport venues in the UK, to support the future development. His motorsport career dates back more than 20 years, involving positions in F1, BTCC and the UK governing body, the Motorsports Association, now of course Motorsport UK. Most recently, he was Managing Director of International Motorsports with responsibility for Wales Rally GB, the British Grand Prix and the British Rally Championship. I caught up with him on a recent race weekend at the BARC headquarters at Thruxton. Well, Ben, good to uh, catch up with you. Uh, Just admiring the view from your new office, effectively, here at uh, Thruxton. It's not a bad view overlooking the circuit, is it? It's a spectacular building,
1: isn't it? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really something extra to add to the circuit now that we've got this fantastic thing in place and gives everybody a great view from here of uh, of this exciting first corner. So, yeah, for me, it's really exciting to be here and standing on the balcony at my first race event as chief executive. Been in post uh, since the beginning of April. Have you managed to get your feet under the table properly yet? I think everyone's been very nice to me, (laughs) been very gentle with me, and everyone's still being nice to me. I think that's probably because I'm still in that first honeymoon period of walking around, trying to talk to everybody, trying to find out exactly what goes on here what everyone does who everybody is in fact uh and it's been it's been it's been really interesting uh, and i've uh, i didn't know a huge amount about what i was coming to uh, and i've been really impressed by the commitment the passion the dedication of all the people that i've met and their enthusiasm to to want barc thruxton croft pembrae and everything else that goes within the group uh, all to be successful
0: i guess the big question is with the experience you've got is why now i did 10 years with the msa uh, Came to a natural conclusion when I'd
1: done uh, five years of Rally GB. I needed a break. I needed a, a new challenge, uh, and and this came along at just exactly the right moment. And there's very few jobs um, within domestic motorsports uh, 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 certainly something that I would have been in, interested in. I did think about moving away from the sport, to be honest, um, after 22 years or something. Uh, within motorsport but when this presented itself it didn't take me long to to realize that this was an absolutely golden opportunity to join one of the most historic clubs uh, in the world if uh, certainly not not the UK and and have a real
0: new challenge and an ambitious club as well I mean the future challenges are, are what what's on your priority list
1: I think everybody running any kind of a business and almost above all in motorsport has got the same challenges that we're looking to see. How do we, how do we get more people in? How do we uh, run a better ship? How do we make sure that we're giving people what they want, whether that's competitors or marshals or members or spectators or teams? Everybody, uh, all these constituent parts of what goes on to make a, a successful business. These are things that we all have to we have to look at. And I think maybe a, a fresh pair of eyes coming in, maybe brings a different perspective. Um, with some of my past experiences gives me an opportunity to, to look at what we're doing uh, and see how we might do it better, di- differently. But I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far. It's a, it's a great club.
0: Is motorsport generally in a, a good place, to think, at the moment, Ben, in terms of um, circuits diversifying, family entertainment, is motorsport generally in a good and a healthy place?
1: I think motorsport is a whole load of different things that all come together together. Uh, I think it's in a challenging place. I think this pace of change that is coming through the whole automotive sector is giving us challenges but also potentially opportunities Um, the way society is changing the way people don't necessarily want to join clubs anymore, the way they have different expectations. You look around here on the banks, the expectations of a touring car visitor 20 years ago when I was first in the series. It's very different to what the expectations are of the families that turn up 20 years later because we're all different as consumers so i think the world is changing motorsport has to change it has to evolve with it
0: you have a passion for motorsport you're a commonly known as a petrol head i think it's fair to say how difficult is it in a job like like this to balance head and heart
1: actually it's an, int- an interesting question for me because i came to this sport not as a petrol head um i came as a a massive fan of all sports and i still am uh, motorsport has been really my career rather than my passion i've never been a racer never been a failed driver so i don't come with with any of that baggage i know exactly where my talent lies and it's not behind the wheel of a of a car so really i've spent 20 years making sure that everybody else gets the chance to do what they love doing and in many ways i think that sort of dispassionate objectivity has assisted me in having uh, a view on the sport that means that everything is not perfect just because it's motorsport. And there's a lot of people, I think, who think that motorsport is the best thing in the world and therefore everybody must love it. And really to take a, a more dispassionate position on that, says, would I, as a floating sports fan, would I find what I want in the sphere of motorsport? And if I don't, then that gives me, that sets the alarm bells rate ringing and gives me the opportunity to have a look at well, what else are we not doing that we really should be doing.
0: There's also a balancing act I suspect between providing the uh, the people who come and pay to come through the gates with the entertainment they want and keeping the teams and the drivers happy with the, the best of, uh, of uh, locations for them to race at. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um,
1: everybody's got their own requirements. It's like uh, any business has to look at all of their customer base and you can't just serve one the needs of one group of your customers you've got to make sure that everybody's uh, got what they need and that's a really fine balancing act and it's difficult for everybody to, to try to work out where to make that investment where to make those changes who are the priorities um, and I think the guys here have done a, have done a really good job and I think one of, the, one of the indications of that is that this building opened this time last year and there really wasn't anything here before that and having it here now Gives an opportunity for the circuit to take on, if not a new lease of life, a new uh, new group of businesses and customers that wouldn't have been able to come to the venue in the past. Not necessarily just on race weekends. Race weekends are just 12 days of uh, of our calendar here at Thrust. Um, But the rest of the year, the 365 days where we're trying to make a business run and operate and be profitable, um, this gives us another string to the bow and we'll be looking to build on this
0: lots of experience uh, in the past with formula one british touring car championship um rallying uh, to name but three um in all of that time some major events and some fantastic moments must stick in your mind can you trawl up a couple for me god that's really difficult putting <laughs> putting me on the
1: spot um yeah i've had some i've had some fantastic memories and, and experiences all the way back i think uh, it, it's difficult not to think about formula one and, and monaco you know, working, you know, working in that environment was was a little bit bonkers, but absolutely um, memorable for all the, all the right reasons. Um, I think... and some, Somebody asked me this question actually not long ago, uh, and I've... The exciting bit to the outside world was probably right at the beginning with Formula One, but actually I've enjoyed my career more and more and more as I've got older. Maybe that's because I've got more experience or I've taken on more responsibility but every year and every challenge that comes up is uh, is always greater than the last one and so for the last five years i've been doing muddy rallying stuff in the forests and again I, I knew nothing about rallying five years ago um but we ended up taking on the british rally championship as well as rally gb and and i think by common consent we managed to to do a pretty good job and, and rally gb i think is in a much better place than it was when i took it over um and I've really enjoyed that, uh, that challenge of getting under the skin of something mm. and seeing where you can make a, a positive impact and then standing back and going, oh, actually, we did all right.
0: You said before that perhaps your talents didn't necessarily lie behind the wheel, but everybody who has any interest in motorsport secretly holds a passion to get behind the wheel of something, don't they? If you could have any car in any circuit, what would it be?
1: Okay, so... I have to confess I went to Silverstone last last month to see the C1 uh, championship which was running a 24 hour race there were 99 cars on the grid the cars were populated by between four and six people there was about 450 competitors in that one race and I looked at that and I thought you know what I, I actually this, this is the sort of thing that might actually tempt me out if I could get a group of mates together uh, and get a car and do something like that I think that would be a real giggle but the, the thing that's always put me off is the, the thought, certainly as I get older and, uh, and more and more people maybe know who I am, um, I've always worried about that headline that says, Taylor stuffs it in, <laughs> in great ignominy. Um, and uh, so that's, that's the thing that probably prevents me uh, trying to do something. But the C1s, you know, maybe I'll do something. So I might know somewhere local that I could do an ARDS test. I don't know, maybe maybe somewhere around here. <laughs> Um, so maybe I'll do that get my first licence and then leave the door open so never say never
0: Ben just finally um, we're here at Thruxton uh, one of the fastest circuits in the country notoriously hard on tyres and challenge for both teams and and drivers Uh, it was stood on this amazing building overlooking the the first corner here at Thruxton Um, in two or three years time you'll look back from when you started and what will success look like to you That's a really good question and one that I will be asking my
1: board and the Barc Council in the coming weeks. Um, There are a lot of different businesses here. Uh, There's six or seven different business units all coming under the Barc banner Uh, and all of them are are, are very particular and and actually not much correlation between them in some areas. I've been surprised by... The, the sheer breadth and diversity of, of what what there is here what there probably isn't at the moment is any sense of group they're they're individual units and I think there's probably some power and some benefit in in the group ethos so I think I don't think BARC is going to become a household name we're not trying to create a some global brand and achieve world domination um, I don't think replicating the MSV model is appropriate for BARC. Jonathan Palmer does a fantastic job um, with his brand and it works really well on those circuits, but we're not going to create some sort of homogenized BARC offering. But I think we have a a really exciting opportunity for potential. Um, Thraxton celebrated its 50th anniversary last year. Um, BARC is over 100 years old. We've got such a great history, heritage, um, track record that we've got all the building blocks to create a really bright and exciting future. So at this stage, six weeks in, I hope you'll forgive me if I duck the question slightly, but I think success will look like a, a, a thriving BARC with a bright future ahead of it
0: Ben it's been great to catch up with you here at Thruxton, the very best of luck for the future and maybe we will look back in a, in a year or two's time and see whether or not your predictions for the future come true, you haven't ducked the question at all, well done Ben many thanks, thanks a lot